The opinions expressed on the Custody Queen Show are for informational purposes only and are not a substitute for personal professional legal advice. Hi, I'm Kristen Holstrom. And I'm Sam McBride, and we are the Custody Queens. We have a new show that we couldn't be more excited about. If you're going through a custody battle, fighting for your parental rights, or going through a horrible divorce, nothing is off limits on our new show. Thought it was love, had kids in between, you can count on us with the custody queens, yeah, you can count on us with the custody queens. Good morning, everyone. Welcome back on this glorious Saturday morning. I'm sure everyone's getting ready to run to soccer and gymnastics and baseball as our Saturday festivities start. But I just wanted to welcome everyone back and thank you for joining us this Saturday and every Saturday on Go Country 105. We have our resident guest, Dane Holstrom. The thank- Divorce Authority. <laughs> thank you for joining us again, Dane. Hey, good to be here. And today we are going to be talking about conservatorships versus guardianships and a little bit about Britney Spears. Free Britney! <laughs> Before we get into that, we're going to do a notes to our younger self. So I'm going to put Kristen in the hot seat, as I love to do. And Dane, don't worry. After notes to our younger self, we do have a true or false that I think you're going to get wrong. So, you know, just something to ponder. I think I'm running 50% on that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I'll do a note to to my younger self first. You know, I've kind of ran down through the gamut, wear sunscreen, you know, um, all the good ones I've given over the last year. But one that really resonates with me right now is to know your worth. If my 40-year-old Kristen could tell 18, 20, 27-year-old Kristen Know your worth, know your value, and don't ever let any person discount that. Karma will take care of the rest. But <laughs> you know your worth and don't ever underestimate yourself. I love that one. Well said. All right, Dane. What are you going to tell a 20-year-old Dane? Baby Dane. Oh, my God. 20 <laughs> is a perfect time because you weren't even a glint in my eye. <laughs> I was shortly, shortly a glint thereafter. <laughs> <laughs> um. God, I just, just, we talked about this before. Just don't set limits for yourself. It goes to yours as well. You know, don't limit yourself. And don't let other people limit you. I agree. We, we are all bound by, the only thing we're bound to is the limitations we set for ourselves. Sure. All right. Now, what would a six foot, six foot tall, Sam, yeah, six foot tall, 10 year old Sam, I was full, full grown at 13 for sure. Um, I probably would say, don't overthink it. I mean, I overthink everything. It's in my nature to this day, but I think I spent a lot of time as a child just overthinking things that, you know, in the end don't really matter. Just go for it. So I, don't, I can't believe you overthink anything. I overthink everything. I, I, I was being somewhat <laughs> condescending there. <laughs> Thanks and, for the memo. And you know what that goes to? It, a perfect example of this, and I have to remind myself daily not to overthink because I overthink everything. It's like when you send a text message and those three little dots are right there underneath you and you think of every possible worst case scenario that that person's going to say back to you. Sure. Um, but it, it's like when you're waiting for medical results and you've diagnosed yourself with everything under the sun under Google. And then when you get the results, no matter what they are, having that knowledge and understanding it is usually much less than what you're doing to yourself in your head. Yeah. No. And, and you're actually really good at that. When I have thought myself into a wall, I'll go over to you and say, is this okay on this case? Or what do you think? And then you're normally just like, just go for it. You're good. Sounds good. 
I, I do get that from the man sitting to my left. Uh, but I, I would like to admit that I'm really good doing that with other people. But with myself, I'm not so good at that. So that's where you and Dane come in to keep me level-headed. All right, true or false, Dane. Um, and I think your success rate is far below 50%, but who's counting? <laughs> Dane's wow. not good at math. <laughs> All right, Okay, Dan. I'm certainly good to be here again. <laughs> he, wow. he is in the hot seat. Yeah, more ways than one. All right. All right, Dane, true or false, Marrakesh is the capital of Morocco. Damn. False. Oh, my gosh, you actually got one right. Wow. <laughs> okay, but now's the follow-up. What is Do you know you're right on the Marrakesh Express? I do not. But, okay. okay, but now here's the real answer. What is the capital? If it's not Marrakesh, what is it? Uh, it's North Marrakesh. I'm trying to figure it out. Right <laughs> All right. Well, I thought we were going to true false. I had a much better odds at true false. All right. That was a bonus All one. right. We will knock that. We will put a tally for. If I heard the name, I'd reckon. For the correct, but it is Rabat. Yeah, I wouldn't have. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. We well, we have a couple more, Dan. You're not out of it yet. Okay. Goldfish have a memory of three seconds. Oh, I know this one. What was the question? <laughs> that was good. That was good. I actually thought he was asking the question. Though. He almost got me. I almost reread it. Uh, false. You're right. Uh, scientists actually say it's months. Okay, oh, guys. I was going to guess Come on, true. Give, give me all about right. my 50% now. All right, Come on. All right. You're slowly moving up. I think it, you know, it's like six wrong, three right. All right. We have, <laughs> we have one, one more true or false I want you to pull you. the prior episodes right now and audit them. You, okay. you can visit all the prior episodes <laughs> at www.custodyqueensonair.com. Exactly. They are also streaming on YouTube. And you can see how many questions Dane has got wrong. But just for today, I have one more. Can you go three for three? Can you do it? Remember, Holstrom's are not quitters. Okay, true or false? A is the most common letter used in the English language. A? A is the most common letter used in the English language. False. Gosh darn it, he got three for three today. <laughs> I feel like I should be handing over a trophy. This is a new day. <laughs> I don't even know what we do now. It's a new day, it's a Just new day. Just for the record, Dane. I believe E is the most common letter. Wow. wow, and you actually got my follow-up question right. The bonus question without <laughs> even asking it. Okay. Got the sixth sense running. Well, I'm I good. think we have to retire the game now. <laughs> no, I'm just going to go really dig for Google. They were renaming it the humiliation of Dane. So. I'm going to Google <laughs> the most commonly answered wrong, true, and false questions immediately after the show. <laughs> We know divorce can be difficult and scary when it comes to the custody of your children. I'm Kristen Holstrop. And I'm Sam McBride. And we are the Custody Queens. We are family law attorneys here in Southern California and are committed to compassionate and aggressive representation. With custom case strategies, we can achieve the best outcome for your case. So call us and tell us how the Custody Queens can help you. Call us at 1-800-419-7772. That's 1-800-419-7772. All right, let's get into it. So today's topic is conservators, conservatorship versus guardianship. So, Dan, do you want to tell us a little bit about the each of those things and, yeah. and kind of the differences? Well, yeah, first off, they, they mean different things in different states. So we're going to focus on California. So for California, a guardianship deals with a non-parent taking legal custody of a child. So somebody under 18. So this is somebody who's not emancipated. There's ways to become an adult other than reaching the age of majority. 
but basically they're not with a parent for whatever reason, either because their parents are deceased or because a parent's unavailable or has an illness or addiction or other problems. So a safety concern could be something that where Sorry? a safety concern for a, a parent that may be alive could be grounds for why someone would try to get a guardianship. True, true. But first off, you've got to disqualify both parents because if either parent's available, then that's going to be the first choice uh, for the courts and, and the public policy of the law is that if, if both of the parents can't do it, which is the first choice, then one of the parents should have primary custody and visitation, however structured or regimented or even supervised it is for the other parent. So the guardianship is for when you can't do that with either parent. And it has to be typically, it's most commonly, it's a grandparent uh, or, uh, and I'm, I'm also leaving out, of course, the foster care system and things, the social support system sure. that are meant to be temporary in basis. Now, a conservatorship deals with the creation of a, a system to take care of people who are adults. And then a conservatorship is divided into two parts. You have the conservatorship of the person that controls to some degree their conduct, their living environment, things like that. And you have the conservatorship of the estate, which manages their estates, pays their bills, and those kinds of things. So that's typically for somebody, most commonly, it's for elderly people um, who don't have control of their faculties and can't manage their, their bills, can't pay their bills on time, things like that, need somebody to take over for them. So a big case, right? And everybody listening, you know, I'm going to get to Brittany and free Brittany. And we're going to dive into a little bit more about Brittany. But another case that just came to the top of my head that everybody probably listening has been aware of that actually there is a recent conservatorship going on with. And that's Tom Girardi. And yes. for anyone that doesn't know, he uh, was a... At some point, a very, very well-known attorney who was recently disbarred. And, uh, you know, I don't want to get into the facts of all that case because there are so many complex issues of that case. But I do know that a conservatorship is an issue in that case. Yeah. And, and the, the, both of them, unfortunately, are, the cases you're going to talk about are very pop culture surrounding. Um, and, and so you don't know what the facts are because you certainly can't tell from social media. You mean Radar Online doesn't always disclose all of the facts? <laughs> you would be surprised. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's the challenge. I mean, obviously, the, the question about the Girardi one is that he's, you know, his world has obviously come to an end as he recognizes it. Um, and as based on some of the things we've read, you know, not without good reason. And frankly, I don't think anybody really regrets that, except probably his close personal friends or family. But the timing of it based upon everything happening is what creates some suspicion about whether or not it's legitimate to insulate him based upon a temporary conservatorship. I think it was filed by his brother. Um, but at the same time, it, it, I don't think, I think that the creditors, if, if they had a basis to challenge that, they would use it. And what is the reason um, that his brother is seeking a conservatorship? Is it is it a mental health issue? Is it a physical health issue? Because I think I read it was dementia. Yeah, I, I believe that, that again, what's been publicly discussed is the concept of dementia. And that is probably the most common basis for a conservatorship, particularly of the estate and sometimes of the person. It's that they, they, they can't balance their own checkbook. Uh, they can't write checks to pay their bills. Their utilities get cut off. And when you put somebody in a complex legal environment, you can imagine if somebody's got even mild dementia, they may not qualify for a conservatorship, but they certainly can't handle their business affairs. 
their business affairs or even, you know, maintaining doctor's appointments or keeping their mortgage payment, especially if someone that's of, of high wealth. Yeah, and you're kind of crossing over with the doctor's appointment would be a conservatorship of the person, and then the estate crosses back into to paying their doctor bills and See, stuff like that. I was so, actually doing that so you could continue differentiating <laughs> that there is two issues that you have yeah. to be aware of Chris, in a conservatorship. <laughs> yeah, the rules the rules are for a conservatorship are pretty pretty tight. First off, the, the proposed conservatee, the person being put in the conservatorship, always has counsel, even if it's court-appointed counsel to determine whether or not it's something they should do. Um, secondarily, they also have the ability to object. They also have the ability to nominate somebody. And so if you remember, Girardi basically was publicly going forward and saying, uh, they need to stop this right now. Okay, that's an indication of somebody who's publicly objecting. Whether or not he got in front of a judge and said that, I don't know. But, but that's what happens. And then the court, before they are going to create a conservatorship, the court has to make a finding that it's the least restrictive alternative. So, and by the way, a lot of my knowledge comes from eight. I've done a couple of trials there, but this is not my wheelhouse. I'm relying on, on Sandoval Legacy Group, which is... Uh, a our, subdivision of Holstrom Block and Park. And specifically, uh, David Hamilton was helping me out with some of the core facts as well, is that the court has to find that it's the least restrictive alternative. So by way of illustration, if somebody can just live with their one of their adult children and they'll take care of them, and they don't need somebody to, and they want to get a, a checking account with both, you know, moms and kids, adult kids' name on it, and nobody's taking advantage of anybody, then the court might say, that's fine. We don't need to go to the level of doing a conservatorship. And then even with a conservatorship, you have to ask for what are called special powers, like say somebody's really violent and you need to put them in a lockdown facility. That requires a separate special approval uh, for a court to grant that. So it's, it's pretty pre-regimented and very structured to make sure to make sure that they're not abused. So maybe your marriage didn't go as planned, or maybe you didn't pick the best partner to have a child with. Or could it just be baby mama drama? Well, no matter what the situation is, we can help. We are the Custody Queens, and you can call us at 1-800-419-7772. That's 1-800-419-7772. Dane, where are these conservatorship and guardianship cases? What, what court do these get handled in? Well, generally they're handled by probate courts, although uh, because there's so much similarity between guardianships dealing with children and family court dealing with children, it is not uncommon for some counties that don't have 27 buildings and branches to consolidate guardianships within the family law. And maybe they hear guardianships on certain days of the week or something like that. But generally, otherwise, certainly conservatorships are in probate court. And for most larger counties, I would say that, that the guardianships are there as well. And for everyone listening that may have questions regarding guardianships, uh, Custody Queens and Holstrom Block and Park do have attorneys that handle guardianships. So we are familiar with this process. We know how it works. There is emergency temporary guardianships that I'll let Dane describe just kind of the process of that really quick. Yeah, basically, it's not unlike other emergency orders, although um, the standard of proofs is different. Um, and I'll, I'll get to conservatorships back in a second. But it's basically is whether or not it's something we need to do right away because of what's called irreparable harm. It's the same standard we apply that particular test. It's the same standard we apply in family law uh, about it's something the judge needs to act on an emergency basis. Otherwise, there's going to be harm that will not be fixable down the road, say, 30 days for a hearing. So it's similar to what we call ex partes, 
in the family law arena with respect to child custody emergency hearings. Yeah, you would basically set an emergency hearing or an ex parte for a temporary appointment or emergency appointment. And that's very commonly done in family courts as well as in probate court for guardianships. So if you need a consult regarding a guardianship, please call us at 1-800-419-7772. That's 1-800-419-7772. And we've actually talked a lot about these issues on some past webinars that we've done. So you can you can actually visit custodyqueens.com. We have a tab for webinars. You can drop down and you can check out some of our past webinars that include some additional information regarding this. However, we do have, you know, a plethora of attorneys. We have approximately 15 certified family law specialists within our entire firm that can assist you with any questions that you have regarding guardianship. So now Let's get into my favorite hashtag free Britney. I have been a Britney Spears fan since 1998 or so. Yeah, uh, that was that her, was her first hit. Yeah, her Hit Me Baby One More Time came out when I was in high school and I actually saw her a concert of hers. I am pretty sure it was at the Greek Amphitheater and I went with a bunch of my soccer friends. So, you know, and as always, like we just mentioned, we as laymen and attorneys and listeners, we don't know all of the facts going on. So we're going to have Dane chime in on both, you know, what he knows as a profession and someone that has actually litigated some of these cases. So Dane, kind of walk us through the Britney Spears conservatorship. Well, boy, that's 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 a bag. Um, again, the, the first thing is it is so atypical for most conservatorships, which are very often somebody who is profoundly disabled um, and a condition that's not likely to, to change over their lifetime, somebody who is in a um, deteriorating mental state, such as somebody with dementia, where basically the beginning of the conservatorship is a certain level of care, but by the time you get to their near end of life, it's much, much more involved level of care. And sometimes the conservatorship orders will change and evolve over the life of it. The Britney Spears construct is, is very, very different. It's somebody who clearly was going through some kind of a, a mental health crisis in, in the, the, the 2000s-ish, 2006, 7, 8-ish. And I think that's when the temporary conservatorship was established after a couple of 5150 holds. For those not familiar with that in California, it's a welfare in institution's code section where they can hold you against your will for up to 72 hours. And it can be extended based on doctors and things like that. And that's where this all came from. Yeah, and we actually deal with 5150 holds in our family law cases too. Uh, they are very common and we have to deal with them. And I, I think that everyone listening or most people could agree that at some point in Brittany's life, you know, circa 2007-ish, there was likely a need for a temporary uh, conservatorship at that point. Quite probably. And again, the hardest conservatorships to get are the one where you have not only conservatorship of the person, but you have the ability to restrain the person. That's a special authority that the court doesn't give out easily. Right. So an example of that, and, and Sam and I talk about this a lot, is if you look at Brittany, and again, we don't know all the ins and outs of her life and, and her medical issues and what she's been through. But I can tell you, if I look at a person who can sell out a Vegas tour for years, night after night, you know, day after day, 
but she is restricted from riding in a car with her boyfriend of a few years. What what does that what does that say, Dane? Well, first off, that that's something of an oversimplification, and and we hear about things like that. I we don't know if there's a restriction about riding in the car with a boyfriend. We don't know what special powers the conservator of the person has in in Brittany's case, and they may be very very broad, and they may may or may not have been changed from 2008 when she was on a 5150 hold, and was obviously apparently obviously acting you know out of control when she was strapped to the stretcher and taken out of her house. So we don't know what what they exist, but I. Frankly, her, her point about not having control of her own body, being able to conceive and have a child if she wants to, that's a pretty profound argument um, that, that maybe we've gone too far as a society that we give one person control over the other side because obviously that is so ripe for abuse. And that, that's the issue. The conservatorship of the person is the one who makes those decisions. And that person's recently been changed in Britney Spears, Spears' case as... Um, I forget the name of the person, but basically they segregated the conservatorships and gave her dad remains as part of the conservatorship of the estate. But the other conservator of the person um, has that bifurcated responsibility. So there can be multiple conservators. Yeah, my understanding is now they have two people on the estate side, and, and actually unless one of them one of them may have withdrawn in the face of the latest press. So, But yes, you can have more than one. We know divorce can be difficult and scary when it comes to the custody of your children. I'm Kristen Holstrop. And I'm Sam McBride. And we are the Custody Queens. We are family law attorneys here in Southern California and are committed to compassionate and aggressive representation. With custom case strategies, we can achieve the best outcome for your case. So call us and tell us how the Custody Queens can help you. Call us at 1-800-419-7772. That's 1-800-419-7772. Yeah, and you know, Dane kind of brings up a, a great point with Brittany. I'm sure that most of you listening have have had the opportunity to hear her testimony. If you haven't, you should check it out. It's very interesting. In June, Brittany came out and made quite a few allegations regarding restrictions placed on her, including, you know, not having the ability to decide whether she wants a child or not. So uh, it brings up a really relevant point. Yeah, I think one of the allegations that she made was that at some time in the past, she wasn't even allowed to change or use the restroom unattended. And, and again, please take it with a grain of salt. <laughs> what we as attorneys do is we challenge statements to determine whether or not, not only are they factual, they, they have a basis for being believed, but whether or not it's correctly being believed because we often hear from clients that so-and-so is doing ABC and we find out it isn't quite that way when we get you know to the backstory and everything else and I'm not saying don't believe Britney okay but wasn't there a change recently made uh, to one of the orders about what what was the recent order that was made in her case it's something about her having the ability to choose her own attorney well yeah she well she I don't know that that the court approved as I recall her choice of a person, which what most people want for their attorney is somebody who will advocate for her, right. okay? She felt that her attorney that was on her conservatorship case was not advocating for her. They were advocating for the status quo. Right. I do have, I have to challenge the statement from Brittany. One of her statements was that she never knew that she could oppose a conservatorship. That stretches credulity. But what I do believe happened with Brittany, and I'm speculating to some degree, 
is that it everybody agreed as in most conservatorships in the beginning that it was the best thing for her she needed it so so dan how, how does a conservatorship end well again most often with the death of the conservatee because people have deteriorating illnesses and uh, problems such as dementia the most common and that causes them to eventually lose more and more control and abilities until they eventually die and then the conservatorship ends it is not unheard of of course but it is less uh, uh, likely to get to end by removing it first off the judge must find that the conservatorship is the least restrictive alternative as we talked about so it was in 2008 right everybody agreed to it nobody objected but what's happened around Brittany is this cottage industry around her conservatorship and so that Brittany and the attorneys and all of the minions they were all just that's just part of how this is done we just do it this way we've done it for 10 years don't ask any questions just do it and eventually the perception is that Brittany woke up and said but why and now she's almost 40 versus 22 you know, and look at what's progressed or evolved over the last right. 20 years. Yeah. And, and and again, she's a very, very well-known public figure. She's got her own private life. And, and, you know, candidly, I wish for her that she gets her own private life and is able to make the same mistakes other people make without 17 people trying to prevent her from making them. Because then you miss a lot of life when you're doing that. Yes. And Brittany, if you are listening, we support the hashtag free Brittany. I think the three of us could agree that we would like you to be able to have some freedom in your life. And uh, we do wish you the best. I would slow down a little bit on the social media post, just, uh, you know, a little bit of legal advice right there. Um, I tell my family law clients all the time, social media can be the devil in your family law case or your conservator case. Just, you know, maybe less pictures dancing half naked with a snake around you might just do you a little bit of good. But nonetheless, we love you. The Custody Queens are your fans. And I have been a fan of yours for, I'm not even going to admit how long because it's <laughs> way too Forever. long. <laughs> uh, but uh, Dane, one just really quick more, I, I just want to bring light to another type of conservatorship or the person. What about a, an adult child with disabilities? Is that grounds yeah. for it? A disabled adult child, again, most commonly, a, a when they become an adult, then the parent would get a conservatorship. And that's very common, is that they, because they lose authority once the child reaches the age of majority, and you have to get a conservatorship so they can manage their care and or their finances. So that's a very common thing. And the example I was going to give you for people coming out of a conservatorship, let's say somebody had a, a, a serious car accident or something like that, and they were completely disabled and really couldn't even take care of themselves they may need somebody to come in in a temporary or even a short-term permanent conservatorship to manage their finances, handle their medical care, make decisions for them. And so that's not an uncommon thing. And then as they recover, easily those restrictions could be removed and a conservatorship could be finished. And with, that's the burden. And this is part of my conversation with David Hamilton at Sandoval Legacy Group, is that when the court decides that it's no longer necessary, that the reasons for it have ceased to exist, then the court is bound to terminate it. And that's exactly what's going on in Brittany's case. Right. If the court makes that finding, then it, the court is legally bound to remove it. I could also see that happening because we all know how much I love SEAL Team. I could see that <laughs> happening with TBI, traumatic brain injuries with, you know, military, you know, veterans that maybe went to work, come back, they 
they need it initially if it's an issue. And then as they get treatment, you know, I, I could see that it, it, it not being the least restrictive means at some point. So maybe your marriage didn't go as planned, or maybe you didn't pick the best partner to have a child with. Or could it just be baby mama drama? Well, no matter what the situation is, we can help. We are the Custody Queens, and you can call us at 1-800-419-7772. That's 1-800-419-7772. You know what, you guys, we've had such a great show. We love harassing Dane. Um, <laughs> but you know, the Custody Queens, uh, us girls, are your go-to certified family law specialist in all of Southern California. Sam, where can they reach us at? You can check us out on social media. You can give us a call at 1-800-419-7772. That's 1-800-419-7772. Let me do a shout out again to David Hamilton and Dennis Sandoval at Sandoval Legacy Group, 855-513-9876. They are absolute experts in conservatorship establishment and planning. And for guardianships, reach out to the girls. You can also reach out to us uh, with any inquiries regarding any of the issues that we talked about today. We will have all of the information posted if you are watching. And if you're not watching, check us out because Sam and I look pretty darn cute today. <laughs> and I will say Dane looks, you know, pretty good himself. He's not wearing a Custy Queen shirt, but there's backstory behind that. So, but join us next week at 8.30 a.m. on Go Country 105. And remember, let, let love rule. rule. Thought it was love, had kids in between You can count on us, we're the custody queens Yeah, you can count on us, we're the custody queens The opinions expressed on the Custody Queen Show are for informational purposes only and are not a substitute for personal, professional, legal advice. The persons discussed are fictional and not based on actual clients.